to the Mankey PB podcast episode 11. Today we're uh, going to be talking to Missy uh, OXOX3, that's her at, <laughs> and at Missy's underscore wallet, which is her sub. And I wanted to start off with having uh, Goddess Missy, Daddy Missy on here. And I wanted, she's, I mean, you've been in the scene, you know, for for three years uh, and two and a half were, were strictly femdom uh can you start off by telling me about that and also hi welcome <laughs> hi thanks for having me can you hear me okay yes okay. we can hear you okay yes wonderful um yeah so i'm daddy missy i used to be goddess missy but i recently did a name change so i go by daddy missy now um, oh nice yeah <laughs> So was there was there a reason for the name change? Yeah, there was actually. Um, so I, you know, earlier this year, I started out as Goddess Missy. And then um, there was another Goddess Missy that kind of came onto the scene. And a lot of people were getting kind of like our subs mixed up. And so I, I don't I can't speak for the other Dom, but I, you know, I guess there was a lot of issues taking place. And so. I just decided, and a lot of my subs call me daddy anyways, like almost all of my own subs call me daddy. So I just decided to flip to daddy so I could have some of my own kind of like identity back and I, it's stuck and I'm sticking with it. Nice. I think it suits you. I think, I think so too. I think it suits you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, tell me about your, your, how you started off in femdom, mm -hmm. you know, and you've been doing this for a while. Yes. Why was it femdom strictly at the beginning? Right. So, um, you know, with anything, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm the type of person where I like to educate and I like to observe and I like to kind of get a feel for things before I go, you know, nose deep into anything. I'm really big on like the education aspect. And so I've always been interested in kink. Um, I've always really been like intrigued by it, whether it was like just, you know, briefly like watching stuff online or just hearing about stuff in person. And so it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I decided to actually explore it like on a physical capacity rather than just looking up stuff online. And so how it kind of all started was I had a friend who was really into kink and I had met her down in Arizona. And one day we were just, you know, hanging out. Um, oh, you're breaking up there a little bit. You're breaking up there a little bit, Missy. Can you hear me? Hello? Uh, it's a little choppy. There, I can hear you better. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can hear me now? A little bit better, yes. Okay, cool. So, <clears throat> it, so how it kind of started was I was hanging out with my friend, and she was like, hey, I have this kink party going on this weekend. Is this something you'd be interested in? And luckily, I have a very supportive spouse, um, and you know, so he's always been really supportive about kink. We have like a pretty open relationship when it comes to stuff like that. So I was like, sure, like I'd be interested in going and seeing what's it all about. And, um, long story short, I ended up going with her and that's kind of what kicked it off. So she started inviting me to these like private kink parties and I started going and like, I think I went for like a couple months strictly just observing and like kind of like watching the scene and like, you know, I was intrigued by it. It really like spoke to me. And then one of the times I went to the party, somebody was like, you know, you have like a naturally dominant energy about you. I feel like you would be really good, you know, like up doing your own show. And so I was like, okay, like I'm open to doing that, you know, and I had interacted with other subs and like subs were drawn to me. And so I kind of started to explore that, like, you know, in a more personal capacity. And then when I did my first actual show, like where everybody was kind of watching me, I feel like that's when I really started to take flight as a dom because I felt like something inside me kind of like had awakened, so to speak, I guess. I know that sounds maybe cheesy, but when I did it, I just felt alive. And after that, it just pretty much blew up, you know, like 
um, after I did my performance, a lot of subs were drawn to me and my energy and kind of like vice versa. So I got, I got a little bit more into the scene. I started doing like my own play sessions outside of parties. I kind of started, you know, doing a bunch of different stuff. And for, I want to say like the first year, I really didn't charge prices. I really didn't do like any like paid sessions or anything. It was more so like just experimenting, trying stuff out, um, you know, educating myself, getting more familiar and comfortable with everything. And then after my first year, like I said, I started to get some attention. I started getting actual paid clients and it wasn't anything that I initially sought after because my whole thing was really just enjoying the kink itself. But I started having subs that were like, oh, like take my money. Like, I want you to also financially dominate me. You know, I want you to also do this and I want you to have like more control of my life. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, so I want to say like, maybe I got introduced to like FinDom in person, maybe like after my first year. And so then I started, you know, getting more into the FinDom side. Um, the FinDom Twitter side, I did not start until actually January of this year. I was doing Finn Dom in person, um, but again, those were with like loyal subs that I had built relationships with in person. And so I had always heard about Twitter. Um, I had a bunch of friends, you know, in the King community that were like, oh, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. And I'll be 100% honest with you, I'm not really big into social media, like a lot. So when they first started talking about it, I was like, eh, it's not really anything I'm interested in. I don't really want to do that. I like my in-person relationships a lot more. I prefer in-person a lot more because you get to actually build relationships. And, you know, it's far more fun, I feel like, to dominate people in person than it is over the internet, unfortunately. Um, you can still have fun with it, but there are limitations. And so um, I wasn't really interested in it for a while. So I just kept to, to doing in-person. And then I had developed a really close relationship with an in-person sub um, he's actually the sub that I had the longest in chastity. He was in chastity for eight months and he was somebody that served me locally. Um, and unfortunately, you know, this is kind of some of the downsides to the King community is, um, sometimes, and I don't know if anyone's ever experienced this. And unfortunately I did, um, he and I's relationship was very close and, um, some, feelings started to develop more outside of kink and um some boundaries were pushed and it kind of got to like almost like a stalkerish type relationship and um unfortunately that relationship ended and um we parted ways and everything was fine after that um but after that whole experience it it truly kind of freaked me out a little bit um it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth and so I decided to rather than kind of, I still have in-person relationships. I want to, I want to be honest with that. Um, but I really dialed it back a lot. Um, I only have a few now and it's primarily just because of the unfortunate situation I went through with my other sub. Um, but that's when I started to expand or explore the more online relationships, because I feel like you can kind of get to know somebody, explore those things. Um, you can also, in the process, be a little bit safer, I think, to be honest, because you're kind of vetting people. You know, you're like vetting people, you're getting to know them more. Um, and then that physical aspect may not be there. But for me, you know, I just needed a little bit of a break, I guess, so to speak. I, it just sure. kind of freaked me out. So. Um, so, yeah, I started Findom Twitter earlier this year, and um, the whole social media thing was kind of, you know, not, like, my favorite thing, but here I am. I'm doing it. Um, I do take breaks from time to time because the internet is super exhausting, um, but so that's kind of how I started out with Femdom, and then I got into Findom, and that's kind of how do you story. How do you, how do you view Findom so far? Um, you know... I got to be honest, I think there's a lot of like anything with the Internet. There's a lot of scammers and people who are just like here to rip you off. And so when I first started out, 
it was a lot of like weeding through that crap. And I really didn't know the online scene as well as I did like in person. So even in the beginning, I kind of fell to like, you know, some of those scams and stuff, really not knowing it. So now I have a way better understanding of the online community versus in-person community. And I think now, I mean, from what I've heard and understand from other doms who have been doing FinDom Twitter way longer than I ever have is the community in some ways is dying because there's a lot of like entitlement. There's a lot of subs that are like, oh, like, you know, I did all this. So like I demand something in return and like people who got attitudes and egos and um, frankly, what I've dealt with in person versus online is completely different. Like people on here are way entitled. Like the submissives I've met in person are not like the ones I've met online. Like they're, I, in my opinion, truly submissive. You know, they really are submissive. Some of the people on the internet are like, oh yeah, like I'm going to, you know, they just, they're not really about the kink. They're not really into the kink in my personal opinion. I mean, granted you do find some, like I've met wallet slut and he's been fabulous. And I have a several other own subs that are fabulous, but it took a long vetting process to get to the point where we are because there's so many subs on here that say they're about something and they're not, or they get demanding or they have an ego. Or Tell me, yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Tell me about that vetting process that you're talking about there. What is the vetting process that you guys went through or, or how did that look like in order for you to be able to tell that your sub was a true sub? Sure. So um, I have guidelines and requirements that need to be met before I even consider a sub for probation. And then how, once- how did you figure out those guidelines did you so it come took me up a while with mm. yeah I mm-hmm. so I did come up with them myself um so initially like I was kind of like really not looking for any type of ownership like I had tossed around the idea but I really kind of wanted to familiarize myself with Twitter more before I got you know deep into it um but these are kind of my guidelines and they might seem extreme to somebody else but for me they make a lot of sense and all of my own subs have gone through this process so to me it's totally achievable um so typically a sub has to go through a month period probation so one month probation where they're consistently serving me and during that month, they have to meet certain guidelines. So I don't enter a sub into probation until they've sent a minimum of $500. That seems fair because if I'm a long-term investment and you're planning to invest in me long-term, $500 is very small in the grand scheme of things. If you can't give me $500, then... $500 just to start the probation. probation. Correct. Okay. Okay. And And then then what happens after that? So after they start, so after they send 500 and, you know, and most people like wallet, I think was honestly probably, I don't know, like for a month or so prior to even entering probation had been sending to me. So once he kind of got around 500 and he had like, we had talked about it then for full ownership to take place, you have to send over a thousand dollars. And one, and so my guidelines are you stick with me for a month probation and then once you've either sent a thousand dollars or met the one month probation like the ownership solidifies but you have to be serving me for a month like let's say i've had a sub i've had subs who sent me like a thousand dollars in a day okay well even though you sent me a thousand a day i still need to wait that month period to feel you out and feel like whether or not we're going to be a good fit gotcha Um, and gotcha. vice versa. Like I've had subs who have taken a month or two to send me a thousand dollars. Cause I mean, like I said, it's not like quick money. Um, and then they, they solidify their ownership once they get there too. But those are like some of the bigger ones. And then I have like maintenance requirements. So like what they have to do for me each month to keep the relationship and then what my automatic terminations are. And I have, um, I have actually a, what is it? A detailed outline of this. And I sent it to all my subs so I can send it to you too. So you can have a feel, but I do have yeah. a guideline summary that I put together. So I'll no, send it to you. Please. I'd love to see it. I'd yeah, love to yeah. see it. So, so you, can you, I'm, I'm super curious about what you mentioned about the automatic terminations there. 
Yeah. Do, what, can you tell me some of those? You don't have to tell me all of them, but what would be considered an automatic termination? Um, so automatic termination would be like cheating on me with another dom. Like once my trust is gone with you, it's gone. Like I, I don't, I don't have any desire to maintain a relationship. Um, so sending to another dom is like definitely like hard stop. I'm done. Um, subs who ghost me. So I tell subs that I'm totally fine with them taking breaks or like taking extended time away from Twitter because obviously like aftercare and mental breaks is really important, not just for doms, but for subs. So I tell my subs that if you are going to be taking an extended break or period of time off, then you need to communicate with me like, hey, I'm going to be taking a break and um, I'm planning to be back around so and so time and I'll reach out to you then. And if a sub was just to like ghost me for a two week period and they completed all the probation and I hadn't heard from them and they haven't reached out and I've tried to reach out, then I will terminate because communication for me is a huge thing. And if you're not willing to communicate with me what's going on or keep in touch with me, then I also do not want to keep the relationship. Um, so I have had to terminate subs that way too, because I understand life happens and stuff, but if I'm not a priority enough to where you feel like you need to tell me what's going on or like your day to day, then we don't really have the type of relationship that I thought we had or would like. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to hear a little bit more about this probation period. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between the probation period and then when after the probation period ends, does something change yeah. there? What changes? Yeah. So during the probation, like basically, so as you can see, Wallet Slut is in his entire profile is dedicated and um, devoted to me. Um, and so once the probation period is done, they can change their whole profile to reflect me. Um, once the ownership is done, like I will openly accept them as own. So like I give them a new title, I give them a new name. Um, and then the requirements are a little bit more. So like once you're in ownership, you actually have to fund one to two reimbursements a month. You have to buy me one gift a month, or you just have to meet a minimum requirement of money cents each month or pay period. And so right now with me buying a house and moving, I haven't really been accepting gifts or like reimbursements so much as I've just been having all of my subs straight up to send me money because I'm trying to put money towards like a down payment and moving and crap like that. So once I like get my house put together and I finalize and close on the fourth, then it'll kind of go back to, okay, one gift a month, reimbursements, and then, you know, X amount of money sent every paycheck. Um, but when you're in the probation, you're just basically supposed to, I basically kind of get a feel for you, whether or not I feel like our dynamic is a good fit. Um, you're sending me money. You're being loyal to me. You're not talking to other doms. I'm not catching you being like flying all over the place, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's basically like a one month like audition. And then however you do during that one month period will determine whether or not I feel like you're worthy enough of ownership. And once you get into ownership, then the more firm set guidelines begin. And if a sub is having trouble meeting those guidelines or standards, I mean, here's the thing. Like, obviously, Findom is a financial expense. And sometimes we go through hardships in life. I'm not unreasonable. I understand that. If you're sacrificing to me in some capacity or way and being loyal to me and communicating that, I can really I can make anything work. But if you're just straight up blowing me off, you're not communicating anything to me and you're not meeting any type of requirements, then that's then you're under probation to be terminated, you know, and if those things don't resolve or they escalate, then you get terminated. So that's kind of how I I mean, you know, it's just like any relationship, not even sure. really like a FinDom, you know, sub relationship. Also, just when you date somebody too, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, Missy, I'm, I'm curious, do you, so the dynamic that you're talking about with your Ooh. subs during probation or even after probation, mm -hmm. are you always doing sessions with them? Uh, do you have like a session for every time they send a certain amount? Uh, or do you not have any sessions and they just serve you for the pleasure of serving you? They serve me for the pleasure of serving me. 
Um, Woo! Yes, as it should yeah. be. Love that. Yeah. And so to me, true FinDom is financial domination without any, like, the subs that come up here and they're like, oh, well, I sent 50. So, like, I demand a reward or, like, I should yeah. be given a reward. Yuck. Yuck. Wow. I'm so turned off. Like, honestly, is how I feel. Like, you're demanding shit from me because you, like, you know, this this relationship is, like, you are purely stimulated by the fact that you get to worship me and be under me every day. Like, that in right. itself is a reward. And if you don't see it that way, like, I had a sub who, um, you know, I ended up blocking him and he paid my unblock fee. And he came back and he was like, oh, well, um, you know, like started demanding all this stuff. And I was like, you can just go ahead and block yourself again. Like, I, I, I don't have time to sit here and have people who are going to like be rude on like ungrateful for my time. Wallet, Slut, and me don't really session like at all ever. And he gets the pure pleasure of serving me and he loves it. And that's the kind right. of dynamic I want. Yeah, but but here's so okay, so here's I totally get that. So here's mm -hmm. my here's my thought process though. Mm -hmm. The the guys that are FinDom uh related, mm -hmm. they also have their own kinks too. Right. And you have and you have your own kinks. So right. even though they might not be asking for something, do you mm -hmm. still play with them? Do you still say like, oh, "Hey, yeah. you know what? I, uh, tell me how you play." Oh yeah. So um you know, me and Wallet Slut, I want to say, I have one other sub, too, that I would say I have a very close-owned relationship with. And so it's Wallet Slut and it's Fembitch. And those are probably, I have one other one, too, but he's not really in the Twitter scene anymore. But he has my FinDom number, so we text and we session, you know, whenever he gets paid and stuff. But um, so more recently, for example, like Wallet Slut, had we did the session where I ever oh like I, that before I, I lost so. I lost you there for a second daddy missy um tell me again you're with your wallet what happened okay can you hear me now yes yes okay so like you said we both have our kinks and we both want to elaborate on them and so wallet slut has served a couple other doms in the past and those relationships ended and most of them I think were in person um, but like you said, he has kinks too. And so he's mentioned things that he likes and I've mentioned things I've liked. So wallet slut, this is wallet slut's first ever TPE relationship. Um, so I have total power exchange. I have cameras in his house. He sends me updates of his finances. He asks me what he can eat every day. Um, you know, recently we tried to do something new that he had never done before, which was, he had never had his balls shocked before. So we did that. That was a first. And so I posted that actually on my timeline. Um, so we, I mean, obviously, you know, he's not just like sending and we're not doing anything else, you know, because I'm not just here to like take his money either. Like I want to fully dominate his life, which I am. And so depending like he's really into ass worship and I haven't been making a ton of content lately because like I said I've been moving across the country and trying to get all my crap together and he's been very patient through the whole process but also too like he's a loyal sub and so he's that's why he's owned by me um but I I, I want to pause you right there for a second Missy because I think that's where a little bit of the confusion comes in with some yeah. doms yeah because you guys you know he is a wallet for you however you guys play and and, yes. and explore your kinks and yeah. so tell me what's the difference between that versus you having uh, sessions with uh, or, or, with, or with someone that might be like thinking like hey like I want this in return does right does your wallet just never ask for anything and then you just decide on how or when it's going to happen? Like, I think, I think where the confusion is that mm -hmm. I understand that FinDom is strictly like you're sending for the pleasure of serving me and that's it. End of story. However, we both have our kinks and we both want to explore our kinks. And I think the confusion is like, how do we determine that that's still FinDom versus now I'm doing sessions for you or whenever you want to kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So, um, yes, absolutely. So 
Let me pause for just a second. Go ahead. Take your time. <laughs> and thank you everyone for just to, for tuning in. I, I, I want to welcome everybody. I will um, have a uh, daddy, Missy's uh, personal assistant on here who's uh, currently listening. I'll have him up here in a second to ask him questions as well. And then I'll open up the floor for everybody to come up and, and listen and speak and ask any questions. Um, yeah. So to basically answer your question. So when we initially kind of started ownership and we were talking everything out, um, he actually shares all of his notes with me on my phone. And so he has an actual list of all his hard limits and kinks that he's done to what level he's done the kinks and then his, you know, his hard stops. And so I know what all of those are. I know what makes him and what really makes him excited and everything like that too. And so we kind of established all of the things that he likes along with the things that I like. And once we've gotten to a place now where, you know, he has been financially for a yeah. and I you're breaking. You're breaking up a little bit. You're breaking up a little bit, Missy. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I think that's a little better. Oh, uh, yeah. You're still breaking up. <laughs> I'll give you a minute to connect. Um, I think what I think what you're trying to say, which I think is really important, um, and please correct me if I'm mistaken about what you're trying to say. I think what you're trying to say is that the needs of the dom come first and it's not that you're completely disregarding the needs of your sub. It's just that you, your, the dom's need comes first and you take the sub's needs into consideration Correct. With, how, with how you dom. Right. It's not that you're just meeting his needs all the time, however he wants to do it. It's uh, your needs first and then maybe, you know, throw in a little bit, throw in a treat or a bone of what he's of what he likes. Yeah, I think I think, yes, my needs do come first. And obviously, like my subs needs or wants and desires consideration. And I do, like, we do play different things and explore them together. Right? Oh, like, screw anything you ever want, ever. It's all about me. Because I, I don't want a relationship like that either. I feel like it is a dom-sub-missive -sub relationship, but there is a little give and take, right? Even in that, right? And I 100% like... You know, he's here to serve me. He's here to worship me. He admires me. But I also, at the same time, explore things that he likes. Like, for example, he always tells me kind of like, you know, oh, I've been interested in this. Or, like, he'll bring it up. And I'll be like, okay, interesting. And so whether or not I decide to expand on that right then and there or do it another time, I keep it into consideration. I lock it into my mind. And appropriately, when I feel like it's appropriate... I explore those things that he's interested too. Does that make so sense? his? Yeah. So, and I think that I think what's important there is the approach, right? He yep. says he, he yep. says, "Hey, I'm interested in this. Like, I'm interested in X, Y, Z, whatever, whatever yep. it is." Um, rather than, you know, hey, uh, you know, Missy, Goddess, Daddy, whatever, uh, whoever it may be, um, I want a session now. Yeah. Or I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. <laughs> exactly. And and that's exactly it is it's really honestly about approach. He never comes to me and goes, Oh, I want I want this right now, or I really want this. He always goes, Oh, I was thinking about this. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, this is something I'm interested in. What do you think about that? And so I know what he's asking me and like I totally am like cool with that. I'm like, okay, yeah. And whether or not I decide to expand on it right in the moment, I'll let him know or I'll put it in the bank for later and we'll explore it later. Fascinating. Fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, what do you see are the most common mistakes doms make when they're first starting out or, or even not when they're first starting out, like when they're maybe still in the scene, what do you, what, and, and they're just trying and trying and trying and they kind of don't see results or maybe they're ready to give up. How, what do you think are some of the most common mistakes that, that you've seen or, or that you've heard uh, from your time in this lifestyle? Sure. And so also just to kind of expand on that too, I don't know if you've seen, but I do offer tutoring and private. Yes. Yes. Um, because there are quite a lot of things that I see doms do and it's not, you know, it's not to insult anyone by any means, but there are things that should be done or aren't being done or like things that I'm like, Oh gosh, like don't do that. You know, not because I'm like, you know, trying to make anyone feel bad, but it's purely because I want them to be successful. And I want, I, I'm a strong believer that women should build other women up. And I feel like this community has gone toxic in some ways where it's like, oh, you know, that woman's doing good or this one's doing good. And so everyone kind of just like gets really like, you know, toxic in a way like oh I'm gonna pick on that person because they're doing well and that really makes me upset or like I don't like that person so and so I'm not like that I want all the women on to be successful I feel like we can all sit at the same seat eat and enjoy the community together and so when I started the tutoring and the teaching it was purely to help doms become more successful right and so a couple things that I see very often um that doms do is is a couple things one doms do not stick to the tribute and they had to ask me a bunch of questions and then they were asking in a conversation with someone unless they pay my tribute um because most of the time I've discovered that on Twitter, those people will just drag you and drag you and drag you and drag you forever. Um, so I will automatically, if somebody messages me and says, hey, like, I would like to discuss this and this and this. I'm like, my tribute is this amount of money. Send it if you would like to discuss anything further. Because to me, it's almost like a consultation fee. If you go anywhere and you're trying to t discuss somebody who like a service or of any kind, you're going to pay a fee of some kind. You're not just going to walk in and go, Oh, like da, 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 da. You know what I mean? So then that's one thing I see a lot is Dom's getting taken for a ride in the direct messages, whether it be a time waster, um, giving away free kink. I've seen a lot of that lately. I've had a lot of people approach me about that lately where they're like, Oh, well they said they were going to pay for a session. You know, once I started the video or, Oh, they said, yeah, um, they were going to give me, you know, this or like more recently, I had somebody tell me that somebody sent them a picture of their card information. And then she was like, well, what's the billing address? And what's this? And they're like, oh, well, I'm going to give you the billing address once you sent a fee picture. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, if they're not going to just give you that information, first of all, I don't really like to take anybody's card information because Nine out of 10 times, it's something that was screenshot off the internet and it's not even that actual person's information. Two, I, unless I know a sub and I, they've been serving me for a while, I don't like to take people's card information because people can dispute it as fraud or cancel it or whatever other crap. Absolutely. Especially if they're from another country, then it's like, that's even more, you know what I mean? So I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, I did one time and only one time did somebody ever actually give me their card information and it worked and it was a sub who ended up serving me for a while. That is like so rare. So I tell most new doms, don't even mess with that because nine out of 10 times it's a scam. And um, so that's another thing. Um, three other things that I really emphasize when I do any of my tutoring or teaching is one, um, well, there's more than, there's more than three things, but three things that I think really matter is engagement, content, and then also just consistency. Um, so one, like I had said, making sure that you're not just like giving your time away for free or you're not getting ripped off, being really particular about who you talk to. And then 
consistency as far as like, hey, so even if you're not going to be active, like, let's say for me, example, like I've been a little bit inactive over the past month and a half. I at least try to drop posts, whether it be a tweet or content, like a couple times a week. Because even if I'm not necessarily active every day, somebody who comes to my profile and looks at it and goes, oh, like at least they were active within the last day or two is probably going to more likely message me than if I hadn't posted for over a week. They're like, oh, this person's probably not even active. They're probably not available, that kind of stuff. Um, engagement is also really important, making sure that your, your page is promoted, your posts are promoted as much as possible is really important because that's one, the best way to get more followers and two, the best way to get more engagement with subs and find more clients. And then, awesome. yeah. And then three, um, gosh, well, oh, content. So this is one I get asked a ton about is content. Um, so obviously you don't want to just be like posting a ton of fetish stuff all over your timeline because then it's like you're just kind of like giving people a bunch of free content. But yeah. at the same time, um, you know, like I had a dom that I was tutoring and she was like, I really want to expand my kinks. And right now all I'm getting is a bunch of foot subs. But her timeline was strictly dedicated to feet. So I told her, I said, hey, um, you, you know, all of your feet content is totally a hundred percent fabulous. And I love it. I said, but if you also want to explore other avenues, I said, you need to post other things that are going to attract subs who like different things. You know what I mean? So like, whether that be like ass worship or like more fin dom, I know I like to post my sends and I get a lot of fin subs that are like, oh, that was so hot. Or like I advertise that I have like a 4K club or a 5K club. Like every time a sub hits another thousand dollars, like they make, they get a club. And so I've had a couple subs go like, oh my gosh, like I want to be a part of your club. And then they just start sending, you know? So advertising different things that you're interested in is going to really attract the subs you want to get. Like TPE, me and Wallet have a TPE relationship. So I post some of the things that me and him do a lot and so I've had other subs that come to me and they're like, oh, that's, you know, I'm really interested in TPE and, you know, specification and feminization. I post a lot of that stuff. That's really gotten that kind of crowd, you know. Towards Absolutely. Me. Yeah. So, yeah. So making sure like you're posting content, whether that be of you with your subs, your relationships with your subs, having variety and then just at least being consistent, whether you just post a couple times a week, you don't have to post every single day, like a new picture. What I like to do, and this is my last thing on this, because I could go on forever and ever. Um, but what I like to do is I don't even take pictures every day. I honestly, and this is a little insight onto my life. I'm a mother, I have three children, and I work a full time job. So how I have time to like set up a whole photo shoot every day, take a million pictures and post, you know, every day is a lot. And so what I found other long-term doms have done and what I do is like two or three times a month, I put my face on, I put a full thing on, I get super hot, I get like five outfits and I switch up my whole look a couple of times and I take a bunch of pictures and then there I go. I got a storage of pictures and content. That's that I it. Yeah. Throughout yeah. The month. You know what Th I mean? That's a great idea. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's a great idea. I, I want to um, invite uh, your wallet to come up because I'm yeah. super curious as to what um, he has to say as well. And I have some questions for him too. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. I, I, I'll have both of you up as, as well, of course. Um, so I'm inviting uh, him to speak. I don't know if he's okay. Awesome. Hi. Hi. I'll go ahead mute myself for the time being sure sure welcome and thank you so much for being on here i know that you have a podcast of your own um that you've recently started so i really appreciate you being a guest on mine <laughs> thank you. <Appreciate> it. <laughs> yeah i wanted to to ask you how and when did you realize you were a submissive um Oh, I've been thinking about that one, and I would have to say probably when I was in my early teens or mid-teens. I mean, when I used to play with some, some girls in my neighborhood and we were friends with, and I would we would kind of role play, I guess you would call it, and 
I would be the secretary. She'd be my boss. And one time when I was a bad secretary, they'd take me to the wall and take my mouth shut and just made fun of me and laughed at me and just kind of just kind of always been submissive feeling, I guess, just didn't really know it until I got older and learned what that was. <laughs> just even wow, interesting. telling me what to do. <laughs> even in high school, I, there was a girl I liked and actually shared the same last name, ironically, and I let her cheat off me on a test. <laughs> wow, okay, so you've known this early on. This has been known early on. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know like what it was or what what the word submissive meant but until I got older but yeah I just kind of guess I always, I've always been submissive tell me about so okay so tell me about your experiences with previous doms and and why it didn't work out with them and and how you ended up under a, being a servant of, of uh, daddy missy uh, I've, there's been several some actual some just free 10 fake ones either on kick or on off at live or online there's been a few in-person ones and there's completely different between in-person and online but the feeling you get and the scenario but some of them i just feel like it was like a vanilla type relationship even though it was supposed to be a ds one and didn't really do anything kink want related just pretty much clean their house all the time. I mean, yeah, I don't mind doing that. I like that. I, I'm into domestic servitude, but after a while, it's just like, I want to do more. I want to explore more. You know, and like you said, with Danny Messi, you have needs, they have needs. <laughs> and some, I just, they were just fetish models and they were doms, but they weren't really doms. So I, didn't, I just felt like it wasn't working out, so didn't really continue it or press on. One wasn't really all there. She was kind of a, I don't know what word to use here, but not good. <laughs> so she dismissed me over something stupid that wasn't even worth dismissing me over. So I just left it alone and moved on. But with Daddy Missy, she really knows what she's doing. She actually puts me in my place. She indulges with kinks and I feel like it's something I want to keep doing with her and stay her slave I enjoy doing whatever she asks me to do I jump on it I love the attention I get from her and she's got things going on in her life I got things going on in my life I communicate with her and I give her her space and I'm just happy where I am right now serving her That's really great. I, I like that you, you know, you, it sounds like you found your match. Um, what do you, what are the most common mistakes that you see other subs make? Oh my God, there's so many I've seen, which is some of the reasons, part of the reason why I started doing interviews with Doms and lately doing podcasts to try and educate these subs to actually learn what being a sub is and help these ladies get less of a headache, so to speak. Um, I'd have to say some are tribute-related. Like, you send a tribute to get their time and attention, and if you think you're sending tribute to get something, you're wrong. I mean, yeah, some doms do send you some things as a thank you or a reward, but sending tribute is just like, here, I appreciate what you're doing, here's a little thank you. Or, um, I just want to send you because I want to send you. That's one thing. So misunderstand. The same thing goes for talking to them. Uh, if you send a tribute before you DM, uh, that's basically the same, like Danny Messi said, consultation kind of fee, so to speak. Getting to know them, asking them questions, seeing if they're a fit for you. Not just sending them because, oh, I want a picture of you. No, that's not what the tribute is. So that's one thing that drives me, gives me a headache. It's like, come on, learn the difference. Right, right. Tell me about, tell me about your kinks. Can you name some of your kinks for me? Um, I have so many, but my main ones are chastity, pegging, face sitting, human furniture, 
and cross-dressing. How did you discover those kinks? Because I think some submissives come in here and they don't need, they themselves don't know what their kinks are or they're still trying to figure that out. So how did you discover yours? Was it just like over time or experimenting with doms? How did you figure that out? Well, some of them I learned on my own. Um, one by mistake, actually, like the cross-dressing one. I didn't know anything about it. I mean, I just looked at catalogs growing up as a kid and seeing these ladies in lingerie and loved what I saw until one time I was looking for something in my mom's room and looked through the dresser drawer and in the bottom I thought, what is this in the back? And pulled it out, it was just a bunch of lingerie. So I I don't know how to explain it, but I just got piqued an interest right then and there and kind of took it and snuck it in my room and then after I went to bed and she went to bed, kind of tried it on like the look and feel of it so pursued that and just kept doing that and then as time goes on i started actually getting into the lifestyle and serving doms and started doing cross-dressing they asked me to wear lingerie and stuff so and then i started buying my own and then just kept going from there and then i like being a sissy as for face sitting i just always watched porn and liked what the femdom aspect of it where doms would sit on their slaves faces and I just and then I actually got to experience that with a couple of doms in person and I loved that so I just kept so that's my one of my fetishes I love and always want to try and do as much as possible because I enjoy it mostly because I I'm into SPH and never be able to please a woman so getting that close to a woman is probably the best thing I could ever get as for the other ones, gotcha. I kind of experimented as I grew up and learned about them and then did some of them with doms, either online or in person, which in person is better because you actually get to experience it from the, doing it online, you have to do it to yourself and you don't really have the same feeling because you're, you right. can, like if you're doing spanking, they're not, you're not going to spank yourself as hard as they want you to because you're yeah in person's way different than online yeah and and so i i have a question for for the both of you about your dynamic uh, so what does what does like a typical day or a typical week for your dynamic look what does it look like for you both sure um so again, like I said, I've been a little bit more busy lately just because I've been moving and trying to close on a home. So we, you know, we've every day wallet messages me. He says, good morning. He tells me how he's worshiped me. I don't know if you've seen, but he has an altar that's dedicated to me in his home. So most of the time he'll wake up and worship my altar. And then he'll also worship my altar once he gets home after work. So he kind of like messages me, tells me what he's done to worship me that morning and everything he's done to kind of like help me. Um, And then, you know, I always greet him in the morning and kind of give him a rundown of like what my day is looking like. Like, hey, I have to head into work or I have this going on, so I'll respond to you when I can. And then what Wallet does more recently, we've started doing this new play where he has to raise his hand either to speak, he has to ask to speak to me. (laughs) So um, most of the time I wake up to an emoji raising his hand every morning. And then once I give him permission to speak, then he speaks to me. So that's something else we've been doing. Um, He also every morning asks me if he can use the restroom, we do do bladder play. So he has to ask me to eat, he has to ask me to go to the restroom, pretty much everything. So We start out the morning typically kind of doing that. And then throughout the day, depending on if he's working or I'm working, we like text in between like our shifts. And then most of the time, like at in the, you know, in the evening, I'm free. So I'll kind of like respond back to any messages he sent throughout the day. And then he'll respond back when he's like free. And then whatever he, whenever he's done with work, I know he always tells me that he runs home, strips naked and then worships my altar. And that's what he does every night typically. So We do try to communicate as often as possible. Wallet does do a better, um, Wallet does do a little bit better communicating than I feel like I do sometimes just because I get so busy, but we do always talk every day. Every day there's always communication. 
if I'm going to like take a day off or I'm like, Hey, like I have all this going on. I'm just not going to be free. I do communicate that to him because I'm huge on communication and I know he likes that too. I don't like to let any of my subs just like loom around wondering what's going on. So at least from my perspective, that's kind of a day-to-day wallet. What do you have to say? Uh, that's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, I wake up, raise my hand, ask permission to speak. And then when she gives me permission, I use the restroom um, and then eat and then get ready for work and go to work. And I tell her when I get there. And she has, I have location services on on my phone so she can always see where I am. And I know she checks it one or two times a day to make sure I'm where I'm supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah, every morning, like typically like one, maybe like two to three times a day, I'll check his cameras to see where he is and like sometimes when he's not thinking about it like I'll send him a screenshot like telling him like that I'm checking in on him you know just to let him know like my presence is over him and it always like I guess he says sends chills down his spine so to speak and then he also shares his location with me so I always know when he's at work I always know when he's home like I said we have a total power exchange relationship so I pretty much like own him in every capacity of life gotcha gotcha um I, I want to welcome any of the uh, of the listeners who who want to come up and speak and discuss and, and ask any questions. Um, they're more, they're more, you're more than welcome to come up as well. Um, I so so when it comes to the sending aspect, does your wallet just randomly send, or does he send whenever you every single time you ask him to? Um. So. I honestly have wallet trained so well that he will send without me even having to ask him to dispense. Um, Every, like we also, like I said, have a lot of shared notes. So we have a shared note where his entire budget every, cause he gets paid every Thursday is set up in a note. So every week or every day I can always go in the note, see how much he's planning to tribute every Thursday Um, and then even outside of sending like his tribute, his tributes every Thursday, he also will like randomly send me like little sends throughout the week. That'll be like for breakfast or like for lunch or like this or that. So he'll send me usually like a large triple digit tribute every Thursday. And then he'll send me little like food like sends. And that's because he knows that's what I like. I love food. I'm like a total slut for food. I know most women are, um, So that's what makes me really happy. And so that's what I want more than anything is just to like get paid to eat basically. So he will send me like random sends on top of it. But I really don't have to ask anymore. I sometimes will like be like, oh, pay this or like I'll request money from him if I feel like it. But now he's gotten so good to where it's like I just have an automatic dispensing machine, so to speak. So I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like there there you go, an ATM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And and um here's here's a, a big question that I think gets asked often also in the community mm-hmm. by a lot of DOMs. Um, you know, one of the questions is like, where is the sub where are the subs? How do I find them? You know, oh, where yeah. are they? You know, I think that's a huge that's something that I've seen over and over everywhere on every platform. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, so 100 percent, you know, like so this is kind of the unfortunate thing now. Um, there's Findom is so oversaturated, right, with so many doms. And not enough, like, genuine, real subs. A lot of time wasters and a lot of guys that are like, oh, I'm a sub, quote-unquote. But they're really not. You know, they're just literally just kind of, like, trying something out. So I think the problem is, like, the ratios are off. You know, like, we, we have a lot of doms and a lot of subs. And none of the real subs, I feel like, are getting to doms who are, like, genuinely in this for kink. And I feel like vice versa. And so it's a lot of weeding it out. Um, I've had the blessing of actually bumping into quite a few like good submissives and whether I found them or they found me, I mean, I've never approached a sub. I I don't think I've ever approached a sub in the entire time I've been doing this. Um, but you know, I've had subs that'll hop in spaces with me, direct message me. 
I feel like space is where I've met a good majority of them. Um, Wallet, I know, met me doing interviews. And I think, what was it? What did you say, Wallet? Like, is after you did your interview, you were, like, hooked. Yeah, I love the the views we shared of the future and your same fetishes. Just the way your overall dominance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I think. Oh, I lost you there for a second. Oh, sorry. Um, so I think a big thing is also too like, um, a lot of it. So like going back to kind of like my tutoring, I had a Dom who approached me and me and her are very close now. Um, she's done like several weeks of sessions with me. She went, when she first came to me, she was like, I'm, I haven't gotten a send in a month. Like, I don't know what's going on. I can't find any subs. Like, what am I doing wrong? We did like four weeks of tutoring and now her, her followers are doubled. She's got submissives coming more than she ever did. She gets sends. She gets really big sends. Her content is booming. Her page is booming. And now I'm like, I'm like, I don't even think you need me anymore because you're doing so significantly better. So a lot of it too is not only just like trying to find the submissives, but it's also a lot of like self-evaluation. What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? and really perfecting your craft. When you perfect your craft and you're solid in that and you've really improved on those things that you need to personally work on, everything else falls into place. And like, I've had students that will do a week of tutoring and they'll take my homework and advice and really put it to work. And then they're doing great and they're super successful. And I've had some that come to me and they're like, they don't do any of the homework. They don't do anything. And they, I think they just expect like to come to my class and all of a sudden get like a flourish of income and subs, but it doesn't work like that. You know, I evaluate, I give you all these tips and tricks and I give you all of my resources and things I've done. And if you use them, great, you're going to be successful. If you don't, you won't be successful. So it's, it's a combination of like you as a Dom, you know, self-evaluation, critiquing and getting better and perfecting your craft. And then just weeding out those subs. Like I said, now I don't engage with anyone long conversation if they haven't sent. The more and more you just cut that off right at the beginning and block them, the more you're weeding out to get to the actual subs, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I think that does make sense. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, I, I do. I do have a question about what you mentioned earlier about the boundaries, uh, right. and somebody you know was kind of getting a little too stalkerish with you, yeah, um, and just kind of like wanting more and more of you, and you kind of have to put that boundary up. Yeah. What do you do moving forward now? Because I think that's something that you know what I've seen over and over mm-hmm. um, as well is subs wanting attention from their dom. 24 7 yeah so, you know all the time and you know wanting 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 and then when the dom kind of puts up like a barrier of like hey i need my space you know and then the sub ends up feeling awful about it like oh yeah. i feel terrible and it's like a whole dramatic thing no offense <laughs> you know from the sub's perspective like it's the end of the world um, when it's like, hey, no, it's just I need my space, uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, every once in a while. How, you know, without there being like a complete end of the relationship there, is there something that needed to happen there at the beginning that in order to prevent that from happening? Or by is it by that time too late to fix that? I think, you know, I honestly don't think it's anything that you can really like fix or address in the beginning because really, you know, you set boundaries in the beginning, you have your guidelines on things that you want to do. And just like any relationship, as your relationship grows and becomes deeper and deeper over time, things change, right? Whether that's for the dom or the submissive. And in my situation where I developed, like I said, a stalker, um, you know, we had started off like very strictly submissive dom relationship. And I was very clear, like about my life, and that I have a partner, like I'm married. Um, So obviously anything happening with me is strictly DNS relationship. And I think, 
I think honestly around like six and a half months of that relationship is when it really started to go downhill um, because I could tell like in his head it had switched to something romantic and he didn't outright say it but I could kind of I was kind of getting vibes and then you know like he was starting to get kind of like jealous or possessive in certain situations and like like I said, I was known pretty well, like dining in the kink area and stuff. So, um, you know, just even going out and doing things together, it was just like he would get jealous of other subs and, and it just became something more. And so I did start to address it as it arose, like, Hey, like you need to respect that and you need to chill out. And like, we talked about it and I was like, you know, this, this, and this, and this, and we had several, several conversations about it. And Finally, I think like at eight months, we it was just like a breaking point because like, you know, it was like I said, kind of stalkerish. Um, and I think and, that's yeah. one of the I think that's one of the fears, or maybe not fears, but like one of the kind of holes or traps, I guess I want to say that you can fall in, where the relationship starts draining you. It becomes it draining. It did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it. I think for both of us, you know, for both of us, you know, he wanted more. I couldn't give him more. We had several conversations about it. And so we just terminated the relationship. And I, I yeah. have unfortunately not talked to him ever since. Um, I think maybe that's just best for his mental, you know, for his, for his mental, he needs that. And I just needed space. So, Yeah. Gotcha. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, Missy and, and Missy's wallet <laughs> for coming up here and speaking. That's uh, those are the questions that I have for today. It was very informative. I, I thank you so much for offering to to share your guide. Um, yeah, I really. I'll yeah, you too. You can take a look at it. I have several things I can send to you. Take a look at it. I love that. For sure. I love that. I could add something. Yes, please. Um, well, the whole thing about reprogramming the sub's mind. Um, I'm not sure how Daddy Missy did it, but uh, with past Vindoms I've served, uh, I've always hesitated or just made up excuses of why I couldn't send, even though I had some money I could send. But with Daddy Missy, she's reprogrammed my mind, and I don't hesitate or question or anything. So I'm under a spell, if you will. I'm not sure how she did it, but she did it. <laughs> Any tips there on how you did it, <laughs> Missy? <laughs> how you reprogrammed his mind? You know, I want to say several things on that note. I won't take up too much more of your time, but um, I don't know. I just think, <laughs> I don't mean to sound cocky in any capacity, but I've always had a way with men. Um, whether I've dated them or been in a DNS relationship, manipulating men into my control comes pretty easily to me. Um, and so... You know, not even, not even like, I want to say that without it sounding like, you know, like gross, like, oh, I'm just out here, like, you know, manipulating people to do things that they don't want to do. Manipulation in a way that's, and it's all something I feel like has come very easy to me because I want an outcome. I'm going to get that outcome and I'm going to do what it takes to get there. And wallet, unfortunately, just didn't have a chance. (laughs) (laughs) right right yeah well he's also uh he he's it's 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 easier too when they kind of just they want to be yeah uh Mm -hmm. under you they want to they want it's kind of like easy prey yeah yeah and exactly that like if somebody opens the door and they're like hey like i'm open to this i would like this and i get in through that door it's kind of like that's the end all be all, I guess, so to speak, you know, like, and when you let, when you let go and you allow yourself to be free and you find a partner that one, you not only trust, but two, you know, like you have a good dynamic. It's kind of hard to say no, you know what I mean? Because at that point, all of your needs or desires or wants are being met. So why say no, or like not give in, so to speak. And I feel like if, in this scenario, obviously, like our dynamic speaks for ourselves. But if 
our dynamic wasn't strong and he didn't feel completely free to like practice with me, I don't think, I don't think he would be as open as he is. Does that make sense? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I making understand your that. sub feel yeah. safe while being able to dominate them is a tricky one, but it's possible. And it's something that I feel like I do pretty good. Awesome. Yes, it is. I agree with that. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much. Um, very informative. A lot, a lot to take in there. <laughs> yeah. A lot no, to take I, in there. I'm so glad that we got to come up here. Um, I was yes. really excited when I had heard about it a couple weeks ago, and I'm really glad to be a part of this today and give everyone my story and my side and chat with everybody. So thank you so much for interviewing. Yes. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on here. And, and I, I really find it very interesting to hear uh, Dom stories, you know, even and their sub stories as well. I think I think everyone can learn something from it, uh, you know, take to, or just have an insight into what a different kind of relationship looks like because mm-hmm. a DNS relationship is different for everybody. It doesn't necessarily have to be exactly like the way you have it yeah. with your sub, but it is a variation that maybe someone can, someone will listen to and be like, Oh my God, that's exactly what I want. You know? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's, that's really helpful and awesome. Well, I want to thank you. Uh, thank you both for being up here. And I want to thank all the listeners um, for, for being here and listening. Uh, this is the Mankey PP podcast episode 11. Um, I will have another uh, guest uh, next week. Uh, So feel free to tune in next week as well. And I will uh, see you all next week. (laughs) And and I will also catch you guys in some several spaces, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll turn it Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Love that. Love that. Well, thank you both so much. And uh, have a great weekend. You too. Thank you again. Take care. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye, all. Bye.